Welcome to the Australian Digital Health Agency podcast, supporting health professionals to realise a healthier future for Australians through connected healthcare. Welcome to the Australian Digital Health Agency podcast. I'm Dr. Andrew Rochford, and I will be your host for today's podcast. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are broadcasting from and in which you are listening. I wish to acknowledge their continuing connection to land, sea and community, and I pay my respects to them and to Elders past, present and emerging, and extend the respect to any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples joining us today. Electronic prescriptions were first introduced to Commonwealth state and territory regulations more than 12 months ago as a legal form to allow medicines supply. Since then, there have been 17.6 million electronic prescriptions prescribed and 11.8 million dispensed. Today, we will discuss what an electronic prescription is and how they benefit the community as a convenient and safe non-contact option for prescribing and dispensing. On today's podcast, we have Gabriella D'Souza, a consumer representative, Dr. Stephen Kay, a community GP, Gareth Wielden, community pharmacist with the Capital Chemist Group, Brad McCulloch, technical advisor, medicine safety program at the Australian Digital Health Agency, and Amanda Seto, acting vice president of the Queensland branch of Pharmacy Guild of Australia. To begin, Brad, I might go to you first. Can you please remind all of us what is an electronic prescription? Thank you, Andrew. So just before I, I do that, I'll just go back to the concept of a prescription in our uh, healthcare system. So as you mentioned earlier, a prescription is a legal form that allows the supply of medicine. So prescriptions really serve two purposes. They provide the pharmacist with the information about the medicine, so the type of medicine, the dose, the duration of the course, et cetera. But what they also do is provide the pharmacist with the evidence that the supply of that medicine has been authorised by, um, you know, the, the appropriate prescriber within our healthcare system. So an electronic prescription is a means by which those two requirements can be met in a digital world. It's the information about the consumer's medicine and the authority to dispense it that comes from a trusted source. So when a prescriber creates an electronic prescription, they, they create a, a, a package of data which has been digitally signed and encrypted. And the consumer has provided a link to that package of data, which is their electronic prescription stored online, which the consumer can then provide to their pharmacy who can then download, access that prescription and get access to that information and, and have confidence in the information and also confidence that uh, the supply of medicine has been authorised by an appropriate source. So it's really just the electronic version of the paper script. <laughs> Sorry to simplify it to that point, but I, you know, I'm just wrapping my head around, is, is there a real difference between them except that one's digital and one's handwritten? No, no, there isn't really a difference in terms of the purpose that they're serving. They're, they're, they're both doing fundamentally the same job. They're, they're telling a dispenser of medicine that a supply of medicine has been authorised and the information about that medicine. However, what, what an electronic prescription allows that a paper prescription doesn't is, um, is, is, is more sort of con consumer-facing and, and friendly apps and things like that, things that can create reminders to consumer when they're about to run out of medicines or when they have electronic prescriptions available. And also, um, paper prescriptions, of course, are, are subject to loss. They're subject to damage. Uh, I mean, there are still sectors within the healthcare system that handwrite prescriptions, uh, and, and those prescriptions are then subject to, you know, transcription error, 
and an electronic prescription, uh, you know, deals with all of those issues and provides a, an, you know, an end-to-end safe transmission of the information about the medicine. So, Gabriella, can you give us an idea of how a patient can get an electronic prescription from their doctor? Yeah, so I went to my GP the other day, just to give you an example. Well, I actually had a telehealth appointment with my GP and he was intending to prescribe me something and mentioned so in our conversation over the phone. And in my mind, I was like, oh, okay, that means I'll have to come into the practice, collect the script from reception. And within the time it took for me to ask him that question, he had already sent the e-prescription to my phone via text message, which left me feeling very um, 20th century in my thinking. So it was great. It meant that I just uh, had the prescription in a text message on my phone and all I had to do was go to my local pharmacy and show it to them. And lo and behold, I had my, um, my script and my medication. So it was awesome. How different was that experience from from what you were used to? So different, night and day. It made me, it it just meant that like, you know, it was so much more convenient. And it also meant that, you know, I didn't have to hold on to the script and the repeats. Like it was a, like it was a golden ticket meant that I, you know, it was just on my phone. I could look it up at any time and I didn't have to treat that piece of paper like something precious. Like I cannot tell you the number of times I've like turned my apartment upside down trying to look for one prescription on paper that I just ended up having to go back to my doctor to get a repeat anyway. So it's just, I think it's life-changing for those of us who are on regular medication. Stephen, from the point of view of a GP, I mean, how has the uh, electronic prescribing um, changed how you do things? Yeah, thanks, Andrew. Look, it's uh, the, the decision to prescribe something is the same. So, you know, during the consultation, a decision is ends up being made after appropriate history and examination to prescribe a medication for the patient. So that whole process is unchanged. Through most GPs, the vast majority of GPs, especially in Australia, and most doctors now have uh, software um, on their desktop that then allows them to prescribe a, uh, a medication. And the prescription can be made exactly as we've discussed in either paper form, or now we've got the alternative uh, to have it in a digital form. So the doctor really ticks or clicks rather either the, the click button to, uh, to print this prescription in the traditional normal way and then sign it, or has the opportunity to send an e-script uh, through the various means. So that can be through email or through SMS, um, or in fact can be printed, the token can be printed. So that then a QR code exactly as Brad has described then uh, is in the, uh, the hands of the patient generally Um, or the patient's nominee, or at times we can send directly to the pharmacy um, if that's needed to to make sure that that, that, uh, the prescription, uh, the the medication is then supplied exactly as Gabrielle says to the patient in a relatively almost seamless way. So it's really efficient. It uh, clearly saves not only paper, great for the environment, but also the consumables in the doctor's surgery because it doesn't need to be printed. And then uh, uh, then is just um, you know, trans- transferred to the point that you want it to go so that the prescription can be dispensed by the pharmacy. Can somebody answer the question around the levels of security to do with that? It's a common question that people ask. 
Uh, the second anything goes from being on on paper to being digital, the concern around the, the checks and balances to do with the, the security of that information. Can someone just provide us with a, with a quick idea of, you know, how secure and what measures are in place to, to make sure that, that that information, that data is secure when it you know, goes from prescriber to patient and, and also to dispenser? Amanda? From a, a consumer perspective or from the perspective of a patient receiving a text message version of their prescription rather than a paper script, the code of the prescription actually contains less information on the face of it than a paper prescription will. So often you'll just see the proprietary name of the medication and the rest of it, the information is stored electronically in what is called the prescription exchange. So the pharmacy needs to have a prescribed set of infrastructure set up within the pharmacy and have the right connections to Services Australia to scan the code and pull down the rest of the information. So as far as what is physically floating around in the environment, I believe that e-scripts are actually safer because there is less information for people to access. Did anyone else want to add something else? Brad? Thank you, yes. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely agree with what Amanda was just saying. There is actually, there is significantly less easily accessible information on evidence of prescription than on a printed paper script. In, in order to participate in the electronic prescribing ecosystem, software has to pass really stringent testing against a, a defined set of requirements. And those requirements are really centered around managing any any privacy and safety risks. And there are requirements in those uh, in that list of requirements that include things like that the information must be encrypted at all times, both in transit and at rest, that any evidence of prescription, which is the token that people receive, can only include the initials of the subject of care, not their full name. Um, it specifies that in order to either create or access an electronic prescription, you must have a digital certificate which has been issued to you as part of the healthcare identifiers process, uh, the sort of NASH certificates or other PKI certificates that really underpin most of our healthcare provider identity uh, within within our health system already. And so the the sort of the fact that it's a really restricted software ecosystem to get into that you cannot participate unless you pass those conformance requirements testing and that the requirements themselves define really high security standards mean that a, a user who's, whether that's a consumer using a conformant app or a clinician using a conformant clinical information system can be confident that their system has been thoroughly tested and that every other system that's contributed to that electronic prescribing ecosystem has also been tested. Great. Thank you. So moving on now to the next step. Once the patient has the prescription, is it very simple for them to get it dispensed at their pharmacy? Gareth? It is actually very simple, particularly when they're presenting with the electronic prescriptions or the e-scripts. It's as simple as scanning the QR code at the front. We dispense and then we can actually bring medication out to them for payment and or take them aside to a quiet area to provide counselling where required. Um, we've also had a number of GPs in the practice just near us who are in the mandatory two-week quarantine period as well for visiting exposure sites. And they've actually been able to continue servicing patients from home 
directing the e-scripts to the patient's telephones that then come through to us and we can action them there as well. And finally, the, the big thing that we're seeing at the moment is contactless delivery and making sure we can get medication to those people that can't get out of their home. I think at the end of August, there was upwards of 20,000 people in Canberra in the mandatory quarantine of two weeks if they've been to an exposure site. Um, and so they've been able to send through the e-script tokens to us at the pharmacy. There's been no need to worry about exchange of paperwork or paper prescriptions. And so we can cancel over the phone, we can drop at their front door, and it's a seamless medication delivery, a seamless transaction, and the patient gets what they want and everyone in that particular cycle, everyone safe and trying to avoid those contact points where in the past we would have been concerned about potential risk for staff and risk for patients and um, and risk for the community. So all in all, it's an amazing time to to kind of crack open this, this new sort of way forward with e-prescriptions. Um, baptism of fire, but from my point of view at the coalface, everything has been working really, really well and um, can't speak highly enough about it. What's the response been like from your uh, customers? On the whole, been very, very positive. Probably shouldn't use the word positive in our COVID situation, but um, everyone has actually handled things very, very well. We did have concerns that some of the less technologically savvy of our community might struggle with the uptake, um, but have certainly seen that if anyone, they've been the ones that have been the most keen to take it on board, the most keen to run with it. And some of the the less technologically savvy of the GPs in different um, practices that we work with have been the most receptive to the change. So um, young or old, um, everyone seems to be getting on board and at least giving it a try. Um, and yeah, so far the results have been very promising. From the point of view of the consumer, Gabriella, can you give us some idea of, of the experience uh, from your side? Yeah, so it was pretty easy for me after I got my um, text prescription. I, I have a pharmacy that's pretty close to me. Um, I live in Melbourne, so we're in five kilometre radius restrictions. So I just went to my local pharmacy. I was lucky enough that they um, took e-prescriptions and I was in and out in under a couple of minutes. It was a really seamless experience for me. And I do note that, you know, I'm, I'm able-bodied and I don't have some of the, uh, you know, afflictions or the same concerns that people who might frequent Garrett's pharmacy might have. But, you know, for me, it was in, incredibly easy to um, get whatever medication I needed via the e-prescription system. Stephen? Yeah, the, we've been using uh, e-prescriptions now for, as we've said before, nearly 12 months. And I've, in fact, been using them for people in my consulting room as well as remotely. So I'll be able to see them accept a text message or a uh, or an email on their phone in my consulting room. So then they have the ability to discuss how to present that to the pharmacy. And I've been able to discuss with them the uh, the process of showing the QR code or first of all, access, accessing the QR code and then showing the QR code to the pharmacist. So it's certainly a, a large change in our normal practice. But it's it's not a it's not one which is particularly foreign. It's just doing the same thing in a different in a digital way rather than in a paper based way. Part of part of all of this is making sure that the the demographic data within the clinic within the surgery, so within our surgery and within the pharmacy, all matches up. So each patient's name, address, date of birth, uh, Medicare number. 
IHI, which is their individual health identifier, and the email address are all correct within the clinical system. And then that's replicated in the pharmacy system that it's also correct. So we're getting matching, which again goes to the security of the system, how strong it is, how robust the security is, especially using the IHI, which is a 16-digit number across the, across the system. Amanda? Um, one of the benefits I just wanted to also highlight and building on what Gareth is saying about working remotely and looking after our patients remotely is that patients still have the ability to nominate an agent or a carer to look after their prescriptions. So if a particular person is not that tech savvy or doesn't want to handle a token script or doesn't want to receive it via text message, they can actually nominate a carer such as their their child or you know a friend to take their, to receive their prescriptions from the GP and then they can present those tokens to the pharmacy on their behalf. So all of the benefits and the flexibility of paper prescriptions are still there. It's just that it's paperless and in a, um, in a different form when they present to the pharmacy. And I think another benefit is no more wallets and wads of prescriptions. So those patients who've been seeing a GP for a little while now who have multiple medications no longer have to handle piles of paperwork. They now have um, all of their script safely stored on their prescription management app, which most pharmacies have, and both the pharmacy and the patient can easily see how many repeats are left. Thanks, Amanda. There's now an additional option for electronic prescriptions called the active script list. What is this? and how will it benefit patients and healthcare providers? Brad, I might ask you to kick things off and explain to us what an ASL is. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, the, the active script list is very literally named. It is, it is literally a list of uh, a consumer's active scripts. And so as, as we've been talking about, when these electronic prescriptions are created for a consumer, they are stored in a prescription delivery service. And at the moment, the main means that we're using to transmit and to communicate that electronic prescription to a, a pharmacist for dispensing is, is through the QR codes and through the tokens that are sent to the consumer. What an active script list allows is for the consumer to register for an active script list, at which time all of their active electronic prescriptions will be linked into that list with with their uh, with their consent. They can choose not to link any past prescriptions to their active script list, and then the consumer can then give authority to a pharmacy to access that active script list. When a pharmacy has uh, permission to access a consumer's active script list, they can then see all of the consumers active electronic prescriptions without the need then for, for the text message or the email or the QR code in any way. And so it, it allows that sort of next level of completely contactless accessing of electronic prescriptions and dispensing of medicines. Gareth, can you answer from the perspective of how an active script is, is particularly beneficial for patients on multiple medications? Thanks, Andrew. We've got a number of patients who are currently utilising the active script list uh, service. It's something that rather than, as everyone's mentioned before, having multiple paper prescriptions or even multiple text messages in their, their phone for a, a regular e-script, the active script list, we can activate that for a patient at pharmacy level. We send them a message direct to the patient whether they would like to give us access for a day ongoing or not give us access at all. And then we're able to easily see what scripts are available 
dispensing things off those uh, off that particular list that the patient has, and they can get all their chronic medications, all the the regular medications that have their ongoing repeats, all from that one active script list, rather than like I say, having to kind of flick through ten or twelve different text messages and bringing up different QR codes. So it certainly simplifies the process for the patient and also for the pharmacy when we're processing things, just to make sure that something isn't missed. It's all there on the one screen in front of us and can easily access it to, to give the patient um, exactly what they're after. Amanda? So my pharmacy is down on the Gold Coast um, and when people can move more freely between across borders, uh, we have lots of holiday makers. So a future benefit I see of the active script list is for those holiday makers who happen to stay on holidays a little bit longer or they've um, left their medications at home. If they have their prescriptions on the active script list, I can request uh, permission from the patient to view their active script list for a 24-hour period. That is an option for the consumers. I can pull down their prescription from the exchange, dispense their medication, supply it to them, and their repeat goes back up into the active script list cloud. So we haven't had uh, a lot of tourism lately to be able to really test that out, but I see that as a massive benefit. Uh, the other one I see is um, forgotten scripts or people come out to get their prescription filled and they've left it at home. Again, we can retrieve them from the active script list you know, with their permission once we have that, that access and, um, and supply them their medication. So it just makes that a lot less follow-up for the pharmacy um, and we don't have to harass the prescribers as much anymore to, to write a new prescription because, um, because we can access it. Yeah, it makes a huge amount of sense. Stephen? Um, yeah, I've been describing the active script list to my patients as a lockable drawer. So it's lockable, hence secure and safe. I, as the prescribing clinician, can put scripts into the drawer. The pharmacy, can, as the dispensing pharmacy, can withdraw scripts from the drawer and the patient themselves can see what's in the drawer and then identify when they need to get, get fresh scripts to replace the other ones. So it becomes a dynamic situation um, where there's visibility for the, the three players to allow seamless and efficient uh, maintenance of prescriptions uh, for the patient. That's a great way of describing it. Gabriella, do you have anything to add from the point of view of a consumer? I just wanted to add that, you know, in this time that we've been in lockdown, so I've been in Melbourne <laughs> for the last 18 months, and obviously it hasn't been an easy time here with all of our lockdowns. So I think, you know, when people are stressed and in that environment, just the little things that can make your life easier go a long way towards, you know, being able to see the light at the end of that tunnel and being able to um, you know, take that experience one day at a time. And, you know, the fact the fact remains that this very simple, what seems like a very simple innovation, but I'm now realizing from this conversation was actually quite complex to introduce, um, you know, that, that innovation has made the lives of so many people so much easier and made that process of getting prescriptions and getting access to medicine so much easier. And I think, you know, the general population will be much better off because of it and really grateful to everyone who's worked on this important initiative. Before we move on, was there any other statements that anyone would like to make about just how convenient the electronic prescription and, and our active script list is compared to traditional paper prescriptions? Amanda? 
One more benefit that I didn't mention before was uh, many pharmacies manage the prescriptions and medications for their patients, um, either by keeping the scripts on file or packing medications for them. Active Script List has um, streamlined that process also because we can easily see how many repeats are left. And so when we send um, messages out to the prescribers to ask for new prescriptions, they can also view those Active Script Lists as well and see how many repeats are left. Um, it then allows those medications to be prescribed easily and we can get the prescriptions much more easily. So no more relying on patients picking up the scripts from the GP or us doing it um, or the, the prescribers having to post the scripts out to us. So that has really um, simplified things for us and for those patients looking after, sorry, for those carers looking after those patients with lots of medications. Just in conclusion, I'd, I'd like to go around and ask if there's anything else else that uh, each of you would like to add on electronic prescriptions? I'll start with you, Stephen. Electronic prescriptions are a fantastic advance. I think their security and safety and correctness is really wonderful. The fact that we can prescribe medication either internally or by distance properly and securely is tremendous. And the fact that the pharmacy will uh, dispense precisely the correct medication uh, as it's written, so there are no transcription errors. So I think it's fantastic. The, the active script list is also a terrific advance to collate the, uh, the various medications. When, when a person's on a single medication, like a course of antibiotics, the ASL is not going to be valuable. But when people are on multiple medications with multiple dosing regimes, the ASL most definitely will. Uh, be valuable and be uh, be really utilised by not only the patient but by the pharmacy as well in in controlling and benefiting the patient. Gareth, I'm excited by the direction the e-prescribing and electronic scripts are going. I'm very excited to see the active script list being activated, so to speak, in community pharmacy. And as Amanda mentioned earlier, the the ability to actually go places and realise oh, I've forgotten my prescription, and rather than having to call back to the, the home pharmacy and getting something faxed over or emailed over, just the ease of giving the, the new pharmacy access to your information to be able to dispense um, and go on with your holiday or whatever you're doing in that different area. Very exciting. So there's some big pluses post-COVID um, for the whole system. Any final thoughts from you, Amanda? Thanks, Andrew. I think now in community pharmacy, it's probably an exception to not have the ability to process an e-script. Um, so for those pharmacies who are yet to get on board, I really encourage you to do that. Um, there is a little bit of infrastructure set up digitally and physical. Uh, you've got to get the scanners as well to be able to scan those tokens. And for the pharmacists, it is a, a bit of a change in the process in dispensing a prescription in that you have to check a prescription that is presented to you digitally on a computer screen. So you don't have that tactile piece of paper in front of you to hold while you're checking a prescription. And from the pharmacists I speak with, that's actually something to get your head around. So um, 
my advice to pharmacists is uh, please don't be afraid of this change. Um, it is a positive one and it will take a little while to get used to, but I think as Gareth can probably attest to, once you've done it a few times, um, then it's just a, um, it becomes the norm and business as usual. Um, our, the benefits to our patients, I think they're going to get a much more streamlined process of managing prescriptions. Obviously benefits to our GPs is the little less shuffling of prescriptions and gets you can get the prescriptions to the pharmacies or the patients much more easily and at pharmacy we're getting a lot less paperwork to manage and that's only going to improve as um, more and more e-scripts are prescribed so i'm really looking forward to what the future holds with e-scripts active script lists as you've heard are a convenient option for patients and healthcare providers and are available now an active script list, ASL, is a token management system for electronic prescriptions. It contains a summary of all the electronic prescriptions available to be dispensed to a person, including any repeats. It is accessed with consent by verifying the person's identification. Thank you very much to my panel today. Uh, you've cleared up a lot of things for me, and I'm sure you've cleared up a lot of things for our listeners. Uh, and thank you to our listeners. And we look forward to you joining us again next time. This podcast has been developed by the Australian Digital Health Agency.